This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Agot Nerev Shabbos, hope everyone is well. In this week's parasha, we find a theme that is extremely relevant to the time we find ourselves, where the eve of Rosh we're getting ready, we're thinking, we're preparing, we're we're investing in preparation for the Yom Narayim. And in this week's parasha, not only once, but in two places, the Torah relates to us very, very important message and very essential lesson for the upcoming Yom Narayim. The Torah tells us, and this is the passage where the Torah describes the mitzvah of tzedakah. Don't close your hands. Don't be tight-fisted to your brother. Give to him. Don't feel bad. Don't be hesitant. Don't be nervous. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid. Give. This is the source for the mitzvah of tzedakah where we have to help those in need. And the Chavetz Chaim famously points out, if you look at the passage, it says the word achicha, your brother. And this is supposed to help make tzedakah a little easier. Very often you look at a person, you have no connection to him, you don't know who he is, sometimes he doesn't even speak your language, he's from a foreign country. And you say to yourself, why should I help him? What do I have to do with him? We're totally different people. Says the Torah, Achicha, he's your brother. Remember, we're all brothers, all Jews. We're all connected. We're all related, we're all family. We're all one big Am Yisrael. Therefore, says the Chavetz this word in the Pasuk is what's going to help us make tzedakah a little bit more possible, a little easier, perhaps make us more forthcoming and more willing to give. But if you look at the Nesiva Shalom, the Slan Rebbe points out over here from the Rambam, the Rambam writes in Hilchas Matnas Anim, something unbelievable. And I've often told people this piece of Nesiva Shalom is a must read for every fundraiser. Anyone who's trying to solicit funds for an institution, for Anim or for anything, they must read this Nesiva Shalom. It's essential, it's so important. He quotes from the Rambam. The Rambam says that we have to be careful to mitzvah of tzedakah more than all other mitzvahs. Because in Yisrael nigalim elo our ticket out of this galus is with tzedakah based on the Pasuk we will return. We will get out of this galus with tzedakah. And the obvious question is what is so special about the mitzvah of tzedakah? Coughing up some money, writing out a check. Why is that the ticket out of galus? Why is that such a special mitzvah? But the Ramam also reminds us, quoted by the Sefer Achinach, the Sefer Achinach, and others point out that when a person gives tzedakah, he has to be happy, he has to be joyous in the giving. It's not just enough to write a check begrudgingly and, and you know, just give the money. You have to do it besimcha, you have to be excited, you have to be happy. Why exactly is it so important to do this mitzvah happily? person does other mitzvahs, he doesn't do it happily, he still gets the reward. Yet when it comes to the mitzvah of tzedakah, if it's not done happily, he loses out perhaps on the entire mitzvah. What is the understanding behind this? And the Islamic Rebbe tells us an amazing idea. He explains to us that the mitzvah of tzedakah is not rooted in money. It's rooted in emuna. When a person is willing to give up money that he worked hard for, he toiled for, he spent time on, earning, working, and he gives that away, that is the biggest testimonial to his belief in Hashem. He's saying to Hashem, I believe that everything I have comes from you. It doesn't come from me. And if you tell me to give away, then I give it away because it's not my money in the first place. The mitzvah of tzedakah embodies the idea of emunah. Everything comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Everything that I have, everything that I'm blessed with is a blessing from Hashem. It's not mine. And I'm not the balabas. I'm not the one in charge of its distribution. I follow the Torah and Chazal and that's how I distribute it. And he explains that's why it's such a powerful powerful mitzvah. 
It's not about money. It's about the deep idea of emuna, realizing where the money comes from, realizing, connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's why we, if you don't give it happily, then you're missing the boat of the mitzvah. If you're not giving it happily, what you're really saying is, it's really my money, I deserve it, I own it, but I have to give it away. No, you're supposed to be happy to give it away. It should be a besimcha. You should say, listen, it's not my money anyways, I'm giving it away because it's not my money, it's a Gosh Baruch Hu's money, and he told me to give it away. I always say, often I have money that people ask me to distribute for stock. I have no problem giving that money away because it's not my money. There's no sweat off my back to give that money away because it's not my money. We have to look at all our money like that. It's not our money. Because Baruch Hu says, I'm asking you to hold it. I want you to guard it. And I want you to distribute it as I ask of you to do. And that's why it explains in the Yeshiva Shalom. That's the power. That's the beauty of the mitzvah of stock. When a person realizes... That it's not his. Everything comes from Hakadosh Baruch It's really a lesson in Amuna more than it is a lesson in Mominus. And Rabbi Moshe Feinstein famously explained that when a person steals that he's not honest in business, it's not because of his Taivas Mamun, but rather it comes from his lack of Amuna. If a person believed that everything Hashem gives to him is what he needs, then why should he steal? Why should he do things halakhically controversial? Because he's he's trying to beat the system. Hashem knows exactly what he needs. Hashem has given him what he needs. There is no reason to cheat. And therefore, that's the importance of this mitzvah. This mitzvah is a testimony to a Jew's belief in HaKadosh Baruch. And as we get into the Yom Leroy, and we know we say it so many times, the power of tzedakah, tzedakah, tatzel mimav, tzedakah has a power to save someone from death. Why is that? The answer is now we understand much better because it's not about the money, it's not about the check. It's about the realization, it's about the amuna behind it. It's where a Yid lives his life with the realization that everything I have is from HaKadosh Baruch with a blessing from Hashem, and it's not mine. It's the opposite of last week's parasha of Koychi V'Oitzim Yodi, how I'm defining it as my accomplishments and my strengths. No, this is the contrary, it's not about me. It's not about what I did. It's merely as a shliach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's why we find such amazing power in the mitzvah of tzedak, and that's why it has to be done properly. And that's why it has to be done b'simcha, because if it's not done b'simcha, it's not that you didn't just do the mitzvah, you missed the entire boat of the mitzvah, you lost the chashivas of the mitzvah. As we come into the Yom Naraim, we're always looking for ways, we're always looking for tactics, so to say, to have a, a good year. And here we know, we see the power clearly of tzedakah, what it means, what it does, how it impacts the Baruch Hu, because it shows Hashem that we believe in Him and we trust in Him. And He knows what He's doing for us. What a way to enter in the new year. What a way to enter into the Yom Neroi. And we find a similar idea later on in the parasha where the Torah gives us the Pasuk, Aser to Aser. And the Gemara tells us, Aser b'shvil shatis asher. A person should take off Maiser, and in that merit he will become wealthy. That, for many, many opinions hold, this is one of the sources, perhaps not directly from the Torah, but an offshoot of what we call today, Maisek Safin. When a person makes money, he gives a tenth of his money away to tzedakah, ta'anim, to worthy organizations. Again, the Torah reminds us, and Hashem, the Gemara tells us, Hashem says, you can test me, it's tried and tested, you will not lose. Because when you give tzedakah, when you give away Hashem's money, it always comes back. Because it wasn't your money in the first place. It will always come back. You'll find ways and you'll see stories. And I often tell my Talmudim, I tell my children, I'm telling you this Gemara is 100% true. Not that you need me to endorse a Gemara, Chas Rashaam, But I've seen in my own life amazing stories with me personally of where Meiser money comes back in ways you can't dream and you can't imagine. Just this past summer, my daughter worked for the first time and I had the privilege of taking her down to the bank and we set up and we showed her how to take off Meiser and how to take off from her earnings and from her selling, she worked very hard. And it wasn't probably easy to give away money that you worked hard for. But it's important that we teach children at a young age, this is the way you do it. You separate the money, you put away the money, you give away the money, it's not yours, it's someone else's, it's Baruch's money, and it becomes, natu- it becomes nature 
and becomes natural as you go on. And that's the power that Torah is reminding us as we get ready for Yom Narayim. Give, to give. We know all the Yom Toiv and the Ramam tells us it's all about giving. It's about making sure others have. Yom Toivim are extremely expensive times. Many, many people struggle with making Yom Toivim. There's clothing, there's food, there's a lot of expenses. So those that have the ability should realize they have a chance, not just to give, but to be to live emuna. It's it's a it's a statement of I believe in Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and I can't think of a better message to go into the Yom Neroim with than the idea of I believe in Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and I believe He runs the world. That's emuna on the highest level. When a person parts with his hard-earned money, it's a testimonial. It's an edos. It's a statement to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. I believe in you, and I trust you. I think that's such a powerful way to enter into the Yom Neroim. But the truth is, sometimes Sadaka finds its way back. I'll share with you an amazing story. There was a fellow. His name was Stuart Mintz. Lives in, lived in Cleveland, grew up in the 1950s in Cleveland. No connection to Yiddishkeit whatsoever. 1988, he was offered a subsidized trip to Eretz Yisrael with a couple of friends. And they took the trip, zero connection, no yearning, no search, no desire to join Kla Yisrael, to be part of what we call today the Orthodox group. But he took a free trip, a subsidized trip, and they went to Eretz Yisrael. They arrived on a Friday. And Shabbos morning, they woke up and they were bored. They didn't know what to do. Obviously, this is pre-technological days. There wasn't much to do, no phone to play with. So they wandered the streets of Yerushalayim Shabbos morning and everything is closed. There's no buses. There's no... Very hard to get a cab. They were just wandering the streets and they didn't know what to do. They were looking for something to do. And they decided to go check out shuls. And they walked by a shul and they heard the sounds of davening from this shul. And this steward said, let's go into this shul. But they didn't want to look like foreigners, like strangers. So they decided to go up to the second floor. And down they looked from the second floor and they saw men huddled around the bima, leaning from the Sefer Torah. And this steward said to himself, wow, this vision of Jews surrounded by a Sefer Torah, this is something that we Jews have been doing for thousands of years. And just looking at the Sefer Torah and seeing Kriya Satara motivated him, inspired him, and caused him to want to study more about religion. And ultimately he became a from Yid based on that one experience of just seeing the Sefer Torah, seeing, seeing Yid and around the Sefer Torah in their Talaisim on a Shabbos morning, motivated him to join Klal Yisra, to join Orthodoxy. Ten years later he was talking to his parents. And his parents said, we never told you the story when you were a little baby. When you were a little baby, you had some form of a heart condition and you were very, very sick. And talking about the 1950s, medicine wasn't like it was today. And we weren't sure what was going to be with you. And your grandmother was home in Cleveland. And there was a knock on the door. A rabbi came to her. A Rebbe Mendel Tab, the Kal of Arof, came and knocked on her door and said, we're looking to write a new Sefer Torah. Will you please help us buy a new Sefer Torah? And the, wife, the woman said, what will it cost? And he said, it'll be $3,500. And she said to the young Holocaust surviving Rav, I will give you the money if you promise to make a Mishabech for my son the first Shabbos that you learn from it. And she told the Rav, I want you to make a Mishabech for my, for my grandson Yisrael Eliezer Ben Zev, he needs a Rafur Shalema. Obviously this Mishabech worked because he's alive today, Baruch Hashem, and he improved. And at that moment this steward said to himself, Whatever happened to that Sefer Torah? So his father said to him, that rabbi moved to Eretz Yisrael, made Aliyah with the Sefer Torah and with his Kehillah. At that moment, Stuart felt and decided that perhaps that was the same Sefer Torah that he saw. That shul of all the many shuls in Yerushalayim that he walked into was that shul that was given the Sefer Torah by his grandmother years earlier was the Sefer Torah that was ultimately the key that brought him back to Yiddishkeit. We never know when we give, where does that money go? To what will that money end up doing for us. 
not just helping others, but sometimes that money will find its way back to us and ultimately help us. Mr. Shem, we should take the lesson of this week's parasha. Open our hearts, open our wallets. We don't know where that money will go, but we do know it will make us bigger mamin and bigger emuna. And that is something we definitely want to bring to the Yom and the Rahim. Have a wonderful Shabbos and a good Rosh Chodesh as well.